You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd, a'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Inna allaha wa malaikatahu yuswalluna ala al-nabi. Ya ayuhalladhina amanu swallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم honorable ulama respected elders brothers beloved youth the esteemed listeners of radio ansar international sirius fm and the esteemed listeners of markaz sahaba the voice of our sunnah wal jamaa Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Tonight is the 21st of Jumad al-Akhira, 1445. Our topic for tonight's program is regarding Gaza, regarding Hamas, regarding Palestine, occupied Palestine. Daily in the mass media, we know what is happening. And our brothers, our children are putting up a gallant, mashallah, effort. But we must know about the history of these places. Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made special dua for Biladu Sham. Allahumma barik lana fi shamina. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif. O Almighty Allah, Azza wa Jalla, grant us barakah, blessing in the land of Sham. Now what does Sham mean? In English it refers to the Levant, L-E-V-A-N-T. And which countries that it alludes and refers to? It refers to Syria, Palestine, Jordan, Lebanon, all four countries put together. That is what we call Sham Islamically. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah wrote a book, Manaqib al-Sham, the Fadail of Sham, the virtues of Sham. And if you open Mishkat Sharif right in the ending, you will find several ahadis there as well regarding Sham. So this is no ordinary land. We should notice that. Let's start now, step by step, go to Gaza. Gaza fiha al-Izzah. Gaza brought honor to this Ummah, remember that. The course of world history had changed. The enemies wanted to marginalize it, and they wanted that the people must forget about the Palestinians. And 7th of October, mashallah, we must never be apologetic. Remember, these Zalims, these oppressors, the apartheid Zionist regime, put them in the ghetto. They put them there in an open-air prison. And they were there for 16 years plus. And you see everything they were controlling, the air they controlled, the land they controlled, the sea they controlled. But they tell the world, no, they got autonomy. What type of autonomy is that? What is the meaning of Hazza, my dear brother and sister? 
Gaza means a place that has a lot of strong people and a lot of mujahideen. Gaza, therefore Gazwa, Gaza. So where you are preparing the mujahideen, they are either going al husnayin, either they will accomplish one of the two great things, imma azafar wal ghanima, either we are victorious and then we take and receive the booty and spoils of war, wa imma ashahada, or either we give our life and we obtain the success and make the supreme sacrifice. So both ways we are the winners. Gaza means our mothers and sisters, they were doing their sewing, their crocheting, they are nothing in that land. You, the honorable doctors and people in a medical fraternity, you use this word till today that you, you apply the gauze bandage, G-A-U-Z-E. From where did this word, you need to study the philology and history of these words. So gauze, gauze came from Gaza. And remember that they steal many, many of our terminology from the Arabic language and so forth. So from there, they applied this word, gauze bandage, and it comes from our mothers and sisters and daughters who were the ones who were nothing sewing, doing all this there in the sacred Mubarak land of Gaza. Do you even know what is Gaza, my brothers, sisters, esteemed listeners? Gaza is that land where Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's great-grandfather is buried there. And who is the master alayhi salatu salam's great-grandfather? His name is Hashim. Your name is Hashim. What does Hashim mean? Hashim means the man, the person who bakes the bread, the person who cooks and he makes everything. And he, Hashim specifically, the great-grandfather of the Master, when the Hujjaj, the pilgrims, the Zaireen would come to Makkah Mukarramah, so remember, they used to have different portfolios. For Zamzam, Siqaya. So they would give the people the Zamzam water. You are Duyufur Rahman, the guest of Almighty Allah, Jalla Jalaluhu. And for the people who came and they wanted food, all this was gratis, free of charge. Rifada, give them the food and so forth. And the bread and the roti and whatever else would come from him, from Hashim. It was considered an honor for him and his family that they would feed the pilgrims and the Zahirin, the visitors there. And then you have Sidana. Sidana is Sadin. The person who's in charge of the keys of the Baytullah, the Kaaba Musharrafah. So these were the different portfolios. What else he Hashim did? We read the surah, but we don't know the import and the meaning. Hashim was a senior person there in Makkah Mukarramah. He saw the people living in squalor and poverty there in Makkah. He said, Ya Ahle Makkah, this cannot go on. We need to do some movement. So they asked him, but you are the senior person. What must we do? He said, this is what we will do. During the summer months, then I will go and I will go to Sham. I will go to Syria. Safe, safe time, they will go to watch. You must remember Syria. It was cooler there. And winter time, 
they would go to Yemen. From Makkah, they would take certain merchandise, they would sell it there. From those areas, Syria and Yemen, they would bring it, and that is how the import-export started. And then the economic situation of the people got better, and then it started flourishing, because people would look up to these are the people, they are the awliyaullah, they are the awliyah, the trustees of the Baytullah, the Kaaba Musharrafa. So see, all this, we are indebted to Hashim. He was the first person to do this, to go into Syria and go to Yemen, and then the rest follow. Almighty Allah, Azza wa Jalla, praise them. What else Hashim did? When I was a young boy, some of you are memon here, and every language you know, so my beloved mother, Allah grant them gentle filter, sometimes small things bring tears to our eyes, you know. So they say, to Busineka, to Busineka. You know what is Busineka? That you take the roti, you take the bread, and you make it into tiny, tiny pieces, and then you mix it with the gravy, and then you mix it, mix it, and then you eat it. So that is what we call in Arabic sarid. Who started the Sunnah of Sarid? It was Hashim who started it. He had his bakery. He told the people, I show you the method of how to eat this roti, how to eat this bread and so forth. So in the Arabic language, we call it Sarid. And in our Maman language, we call it Busine Kaje. So you must eat it and you mix it. Just yesterday, my wife told me, come here, I make for you Sarid. So I really enjoy it. You know, those of you who are married, so sometimes you must tell your wife, when I eat it, it don't taste so nice. But that when you mix it and they put it there, then it tastes even better. It's more delicious, you see. When our mother does it for us, it tastes even better. So what will happen to them? That in this month of Jumat al-Akhirah, they will go for Mi'raj, inshallah. So you need to understand what to do on certain occasions. So tomorrow, inshallah, the whole of Palestine will be liberated, inshallah. We have firm conviction in that. Then you, a Muslim, you must go to Gaza. You must go ask the people of Gaza, where is the grave Mubarak of Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah Wasallam's great-grandfather, Hashim. What is Gaza, my brothers? Al-Imam Shafi'i, Muhammad bin Idris al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah, in the year 150, he was born in Gaza al-Mubarak. Who is Al-Imam Shafi'i? Listen to his brief profile. Al-Imam Shafi'i named Muhammad, father's name Idris. He's two years old and his father passes away when taqala ila rahmatillah. After the iddat of his mother, then they make mashura consultation is held. They say, let us migrate from Palestine, from Gaza, now to Makkah Mukarrama. So he grows up there in Makkah Mukarrama. Every day he's drinking. Every day he's drinking some, some water. You must remember that. What dua Imam Shafi is making? So Imam Shafi states himself, whenever I used to drink some, some water, I used to make three du'as, three supplications. Supplication number one, 
Al-Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah love for Sunnah Mubarakah love for the Sunnah of the Master Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah he says I learned to master archery Rami he states himself when I became a master in that then nine times out of ten I to hit the bullseye the target and said, Dua, I made these two duas he saw in his lifetime. And said, Dua, Imam Shafi'i, Rahimullah, made, Ya Allah, grant me Jannat al-Firdaus al-A'la. So that also, inshallah. So, my brothers, Imam Shafi'i grows up now in Makkah. Who's his first teacher? His first teacher is Muslim, bin Khalid, a Zanji, an African teacher, dark looking person. And at the age of seven, he becomes Hafiz of Quran. At the age of 10, he by hearts, Mu'atta Imam Malik. After that, he went to go study in Medina Munawwara by Imam Malik. He's Imam Malik's student also. But before that, he already by hearted and memorized the Mu'atta of Imam Malik at the age of 10. At the age of 13, there's Muhammad bin Idris al-Shafi'i. mudarrisan fil haram al-Makki. In the Haram Sharif in Makkah Mukarramah. He's already a teacher and a lecturer in the Haram Sharif of Makkah at the young ten, the age of 13. At the age of 15, his Ustad, African. Who is he? Imam Muslim bin Khalid Azanji was so impressed by him. He said, you are a genius. He gave him permission to issue fatawa and verdicts at the age of 15. Can you imagine? So imagine these are the great, great people. When I speak of these people, about the African teacher, then we think of our African teacher. In Makram Ukaramah, we used to sit in the Dars, in the lesson of Sheikh Muhammad Ali Sabuni, who hailed from Halab, from Aleppo. And he stayed in Makkah for more than 50 years. He passes away there in Istanbul. He's buried there. And in Medina Munawwara, there was Sheikh Umar Falata. Inside Masjid Nabawi and the past, the last 20, 30 years of his life or more, he used to teach Hadith Sharif inside Riyadhul Jannah. So we used to go, we used to kiss his hand, kiss his forehead and sit in his durus. They come from Nigeria. How Allah elevated him, African teacher. But we wouldn't sit in his lesson till we kiss his hand or we kiss his forehead. This was love and respect for our eminent, illustrious teachers. So this is what you must know about Gaza. Gaza is broken up into different, different parts. You get Hayyu Shuja'iyya. What is Hayyu Shuja'iyya? That city and that portion and that part where the brave, brave people. So brave they are, they're taking on the Israeli defense force. On the radio, I call them the Israeli diaper force. They were inside and outside and all that because then they just hear Hamas. You know these Jutlas, they can't pronounce the Ha. You understand? Like, you know, these Arabs, they can't pronounce P. They say Pakistan. They can't say Pakistan. 
So these chefs, these jutlas, they can't say ha. So they say hamas. So but now you also don't understand Afrikaans also, you say. So I tell them on the radio because they record every program of mine. I say, hey, you jutlas, Hamas is make Hamas of you. Hamas is going to finish you up. You understand? So that they see stars daytime also. Who's running the whole operation? Do you even study the names of these people? He's in the tunnels everywhere. Every day they're looking for him. They can't find him. Yahya Sinwar. Who is Yahya Sinwar? Yahya Sinwar spent 22 years in the Israeli prison. He was tortured. He was persecuted. He said, Allah, you help me. And he mastered the Hebrew language. When 7th October took place and they brought in the hostages, they know what they are doing. He said, you hostages, we will treat you as our guests. And he used to speak to them in Hebrew. He used to give sweets and, you know, like chocolates to the children. They used to come and kiss him on his cheek for Yahya Sinwar and so forth. The Jutlas are looking and wondering, our children are so impressed with Yahya Sinwar. And we want to liquidate him and murder him and so forth. They warm the hearts of the people, remember this. They said, when you're going to kill us, they said, you will never get killed unless we die first. That is what they told the Israelis, remember. We got no argument with you. Our argument is with your regime. Our argument is with your policies. Our argument is with you, Jutlas, who come and occupy our land and you steal everything of ours and so forth. Go read the life history of Yahya Sinwar. He is a master strategist and tactician. That he's running the whole operation underground. Who's running the operation on the ground? Muhammad Daif. So remember, these are the people. This person who got martyred yesterday, Saleh. 18 years he was in the Israeli jail. And then they came out. And then targeted extrajudicial killing, you must remember. So go and study Gaza and you will see what happened. When our Palestinian children, Mujahideen, men or women pass away, they say 22,000, we say more than 25,000, majority of them civilians. When they pass away, then what happens, my brothers? Do you even read this? Then you must remember the fragrance emanates from their body. That is what Mustafa Rahmatullil Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said regarding the shuhada and the martyrs. Lonu lonu dam. When they stand up on the day of justice, it will be blood oozing out and gushing out. But the fragrance will be the fragrance of Moscow. Open Bishkar Sharif, Mustadi Ahmed, you will find all these ahadis. Open Bukhari Sharif. You see, our people, you know, sometimes I can't understand. If today, Tari Naeem Sab is here, our famous Qari Sab, Allah reward him, he read beautifully, mashallah, took us to Medina Munawwara and so forth. So, I'm just giving an example. Allah blesses him with the son. He gives the son's name Haram. So our people will start laughing. They'll say, Patane, halal bacha hai ka haram bacha. You know, how crazy we are. You know, the greatest masjid in the world is called Masjidul Haram, the sacred masjid, the holy masjid. So the hadith in Bukhari Sharif, there is a sahabi. Sayyidina Haram radiallahu anhu. 
in Urdu you say, Tir ar par ho gaya. The arrow went from inside here, the chest, and came out of the back. And when he saw this as his last moments, then what he did, my brothers and sisters, you must remember this, that he saw the blood oozing, gushing out. He raised his hands, like how you place your hands in dua. It was filled with blood in split seconds. And then he smeared that blood of his on his face. And what were his last words? Ya Allah, I take custom today, I'm successful, I'm taking custom on your name, Ya This is when you have Iman Kamil, when you have that shok, Allahumma jal khaira yamina yawman al qaqafi. Ya Allah, make that the best day in our life, the day we meet you, O oh, our beloved Allah. And when a jutla dies, because they don't change, you must remember that. They got diapers inside, outside, and what and what they got. You just see all the smell and stench and everything. That Gaza al-Mubarakah, when they fall on the land and sand, the fungus is eating them up. Now the pest and the insects are eating them up. We believe, whether you believe, don't believe, is your story. But we believe that they are surviving now almost three months. You know there is an embargo. Even now when the aid comes in, it's very limited. There are two million plus people there. So how are they going to survive there? No food, no water, no electricity, no medication. So Allah Jalla Allah is giving them that Nusra and that help from Ghayb, from the unseen, remember. The Malaika are coming to help them, remember. When we went to Russia and we meet the people there, Moscow and St. Petersburg, and we asked them that how did you defeat you? Know, how were you defeated by our Afghan Mujahideen? So some of them will speak the truth. They said three reasons we lost the war in Afghanistan. I said, what do you mean three reasons? He said, you know, when this Afghan Mujahideen came, in chorus they would all shout, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, we already knew finished. We can never beat these people. We have put awe, we have put fear in the hearts of the enemy. And then second reason, they said, we saw, there. you see, DC direct current, AC alternate current, ANC and no current. You guys got to note this thing. What you got, inverter, what you got this? So now put the generator on by. We back on by? We carry on? Okay, that was just an interval. Things were getting but hot here, you understand? We went to Russia. They say, like Russia, you know? So Russia is there from Russia with love. A lot of stories about Russia. I went just like this. I purposely read Salat at the airport there to see what happens. All the cameras, everything are facing you. I want to see if anybody comes. Nobody came. I read with my wife. So like that and this type of thing. So first reason, they said that when the Muslims come and they read in chorus, Allahu Akbar, then we knew we can't beat these people. Second reason, why? They said they come with their big, big beards. When we just looked at these big, big beards, we said these people are not normal people. Like how oh, these Palestinians. 
But when they interact with them, they say, these are the real men. These are the real Mujahideen. That's so powerful, so strong they are. We try everything and yet they defeat us. And third reason, they say Russians, they say we used to see in the battlefield that white, white people coming down with white clothes and white, white turbans. So how in the battle in Afghanistan, the angels came down, this is our belief of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, that even now in Gaza, Allah Jalla Wala is sending some angels there. Otherwise, how you can survive? The amount of bombs they use in this three months plus minus, they use more than what they use in Afghanistan in years. So you can work it out. Do you know what happens in Gaza, brothers? All of you, Ramadan Mubarak is just over two and a half months, two months now, two and less than two and a half months or so. So the elders, ulama, they had a big meeting in Gaza 35, 40 years ago. And they said, we have to do something special in Gaza al-Mubarak. Said, what are we going to do? He said, in every household, yeah, we must have minimum one hafiz. We must have minimum one hafiz. So they started that. When this campaign started against our people in Gaza, more than 20, 25,000, 1,000 people were hafiz. Children less than nine years old, eight years old. Every house had a hafiz. If so many bombs are falling and your children are running around, you know it's a toxic society. You can't manage like that. But this is the karama. This is the honor. Allah has blessed the awlad and the children of Gaza because they are hafiz, majority of them, that even with the bombs, they're still running around. And they even give messages on the videos and on the clips and that. They say, do whatever you want to. We staying put here in Gaza and we will pass away in Gaza. Who will do all that? Me and you, we are water pistol, come our huzu, everything will break. You know how it is and this type of thing. So brothers, understand what a special land it is, you must remember. Hamas. Who is Hamas? So Hamas, you must remember, the Jutlas, remember, after World War II, so Holocaust and all that, they always want to play the victim and what have you. So the world sympathy was there from 46, 47, they already were there coming in as squatters and invaders in the land of Palestine. The Zionist slogan was this, you must know these slogans they use and they deceived the world. They said a people without a land. Who's the people without the land? The Jews. And they said there's a land without a people. Absolute lie, propaganda, husbara. They referred to Palestine as a land without a people. The Palestinians were there. If you know anything of Golda Meir, Golda Meir becomes the prime minister. She says, I was holding a Palestinian passport for so many years. And then in 48 and all that, they took their passports and threw it away. They became Israel and Israeli passports. So understand these things here. Yeah. So that was the slogan of the Zionists. But what happened prior to 48? In 45, 46, 47, you had three gangs and they would massacre the Palestinians. The Stern Gang, the Haganah Gang, and the Irgun Gang. So they would have guns and simple people. There they gave them shelter, they gave them food and everything. They said they suffered. In Arabic, we have a saying, Sammin kalbak ya akulka. 
You take a small puppy, you feed it so nicely, it becomes a bulldog, it starts eating you up, or your children up, and so forth. So this is what the Juplas did, and what they are doing up to this day, 75 years later as well. So you need to understand. So 47 count from them, just to make it easy for you. Officially in 48, they became a state and so forth. So till 87, there was no Hamas then. Hamas started, you must remember, in 87 by Sheikh Ahmed Yassin, rahimahullah. Who is Sheikh Ahmed Yassin? Sheikh Ahmed Yassin, from his neck downwards, a paraplegic. But a man connected to all, Mighty Allah, Azza wa Jalla, Waliullah, Sage of the Age. So my brothers, you must remember these two, one Quranic verse and one Hadith Sharif. Quranic verse, Surah 2, verse 279. Chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 279. If you're not going to shun and leave all these interest transactions and riba and suit and viaj, then be prepared for a war against all Mighty Allah Jalla Wala and Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Chapter 2, verse 279. Go study the Hadith Sharif in Bukhari. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Qal Allahu Azza wa Jal, what we call Hadith Qudsi, Man aada li wa liya, whosoever has hatred for my awliya Allah, for khasane khuda, for my special friends, man aada li. Habibuna, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is saying, Allah jalla wala is saying, Hadith al-Qudzi, when you have a hatred for my awliya Allah, then faqad a'zantuhu bilharb. I, Allah jalla wala, will wage a war against you. It is in Gaza al-Mubarakah. The year is 2004. It's Fajr time. Sheikh Ahmad Yasin performed Fajr Salat. He's in a wheelchair, paraplegic. He just comes out, and Ariel Sharon, the butcher of Beirut, remember, sends that Apache helicopter, and they tore him to pieces, pieces. What happens after that, Ummah? After that, Ariel Sharon came, you must remember, into Majlul Aqsa with 2,000 army. And that day, I already told him, Ari, they call him, like how Benjamin, they call him Bibi. So Ariel Sharon Ari, I said, Ari, for this, you are going to pay a terrible price. Allah put him, my brothers, my sisters, my esteemed listeners, eight years in Sakarat. Eight years in Sakarat. Go read his life history. And remember, they had the best professors, best doctors, best physicians. No one could help him. Like what happened to Kamal Ataturk in Turkey. He banned the beard, he banned the topi, he banned the Arabic language. He told the woman, you wear the tab and all, they will punish you. You must wear miniskirt and so forth. So when the time came for death, one year, one and a half year before his death, remember the worms insects started emanating from his body. Allah shows us, he dies. And when he dies, they want to bury him in the land and sand. The land and sand does not accept the body of Kamal Ataturk. You go to Istanbul, you go to Turkey and see. They open, they put one marble box and they just dump him days. Take Ibrah, take lesson. Don't play with Allah's deed. 
don't try and bring about and redefine Islam and so forth. So this is a great lesson for us. So he is now martyred and murdered by the Israeli forces. Second leader came, Dr. Abdul Aziz Rantisi. So after a few years, he also assassinated, martyred and murdered by the Israeli. Now the third Amir, the leader who Ismail Haniyah, he's there in Qatar and so forth, because he knows that they are after him also. So this is Hamas. Hamas is an acronym. Acronym for what? Harakatul Muqawamatul Islamiyah. The Islamic resistance movement. So remember they said, we will give everything for you, Ya Allah. Our children, our houses, our sweat, everything. But we will not let Aqsa fall. We will fall, but Aqsa must not fall. Go to Aqsa, you my brothers and sisters. It's still holidays, so you don't need visa also. And so I've been five times. They don't allow me now. So you must remember that. Go there and cry to Allah. Ya Allah, we feel ashamed. Look at these children. Look at these women. What iman they have. They face the barrel of the gun and they still say, Bidam, Biruh, Nafdika, Ya Aqsa. Ya Aqsa, we will give our ruh, our soul for you. We will give our blood for you. And we will pay that as a ransom. We will give that for you. We will follow Aqsa, but you must not fall. They're fulfilling a farzah kifaya on behalf of this entire Muslimah. You know the Arab states, what they are doing. They're bootlicking America and Israel. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu prophesied this already 1400 years ago and more. Sahih hadith go open in Muslim Sharif. Wailul lil Arab, Wailul lil Arab, woe to the Arabs, especially referring to the Arab rulers and leaders. Which one is not stabbing us in the back? Which one is not the traitor? So remember this. Then you see the children. I saw this with my own eyes, remember that. The children, what do they have? They have Iman in the inner recesses of their heart, and they have stones in their hands. And four, five years, four, five days, three, four years. And they wait for the Israelis to come. And they got their bulletproof. And they got their big, big guns and grenades and what have you. And our children, our mujahideen, what they tell them. They tell Israel, Khaybar, Khaybar, Ya Yahud. Inna Jaysha Muhammad Sofa Yahud. Now to explain to you this, we have to go back into the history. It is the seventh year of the Hijrah. It's the month of Muharram. This side here are the Muslims. Habibuna Rasulullah gave the banner and the flag to Sayyidina Ali radiallahu Sayyidina Ali radiallahu whose title is Fatiha Khaybar, the conqueror of Khaybar. Those of you going for Umrah, going now for to Makkah, Mukarramah, Madinah, Manawarah, you must, you should visit these places. From Makkah, one hour, go to Taif. And when you come back, you perform Umrah. When you go to Madinah, Manawarah, go to Khaybar. One and a half hour it will take you. Leave after Fajr, Nashta, Rasta. And then you have breakfast and then you go, mashallah. Before Zohar, you will be back. Till today, the forts and everything are there. So 94 Jutlas were sent to hell and dispatched to hell in the battle of favor. Remember that. So our children of Palestine are reminding the Jutlas. Khaybar, khaybar, ya Yahud. Inna jaysha Muhammad, sofa Yahud. 
We are the children, we are the army of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and we are coming again for you. Did they ever expect, uh, did they ever think and ever anticipate that this Hamas will last so long? They brought Americans are there, the British are there, the French are there, India is there. How many countries are there? And this Hamas, 20,000, 30,000 of them, Mujahideen are taking them on. Not only taking them on, but beating them. Go and read the Golani forces. They were defeated and they had to run. That now the brigades, they had to go out. How many forces are withdrawing? They say, we can't beat these people on the ground. Yes, the cowards come, aerial bombardment, and that's a different issue. But on the ground, they can't beat them. So this is barakah of the iman they have, barakah of the jihad they have, the love for jihad, the love to give their life for Islam. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us that the people who live around Aqsa and around those places, they are one of the greatest people and best people. Go open Muslim Ahmad the Hadith. People, great, great ulama are now getting bisharat. And Bushra, our Hamas, victory is yours. How victory is yours? So the ulama are seeing messages in their dreams and so forth. Chapter 2, verse 249. Allah Jalla Wala is teaching us. How many a time it happened? A small group of people, they defeated a big army. With the help and permission of Allah. Wallahu ma'asabiri. Chapter 2, verse 250. When they go out and fight in the darkness of the night, what they are doing? Rabbana frig alayna sabra wa sabbit akadamana wa nsurna al qawmil kafirin. Ya Allah, you give us the fortitude and endurance. You keep our feet firm. Ya Allah, you help us. When we shoot, we must hit the target here. If you study the defense of Israel, they have that big, big things. It cost them three million US dollars. And our mortars of Hamas, our brothers, they come with that light, you understand, machine guns. Even they say it's impossible if you apply the laws of defense and military that such a gun can finish that up. So the analyst said, I heard him myself saying, he said, Israel, our time is up. The God of uh, Moses and Aaron is no more with Israel. They hit with that light, understand, gun of theirs, machine gun, whatever you call it, and then they target that big tank and it just blows up into pieces. You must remember that. So, Wama Rameita is Rameit, Walakin Allah Rama. It's not you striking it, it's Allah striking it to pieces. You must remember this thing. So how many signs Allah Jalla Wala is showing them? Israelis don't want to go to Gaza and fight. They're going to spend time in jail, 30 days and whatever. They say, we don't want to go there. There's a lot of ghosts there. Ghosts is what? They're seeing angels, they're seeing this, and they get a good smack and they go 5G, you know. They spent so many times and they better run from there. So you must remember this type of thing. So my brother's victory is ours. When the first propaganda was made against Sahaba, in the Nasa Kajama Ulakum Fakshohum, 
There the armies are mobilizing, organizing themselves. You must fear them. Sahaba, they were trained by the master. They were coached and taught by the master, alayhi salatu salam. What they said? Fa'alan, amalan, qawlan. Instead of getting frightened, internally, fazadahum imana. The iman increased. And then they said, Surah 3, verse 173, they said, Whenever you sense danger, then always read these words. Hasbunallah, chapter 3, verse 173. That Allah is sufficient for us. Allah is the best one to take care of our matters, our affairs. With that, you add Surah 22, verse 78, the last line, فَنِعْمَ Mawla وَنِعْمَ nasir. Allah is the best protector. Allah is the best helper. Nabi, Nabi Ibrahim, Khalilullah, salam, is thrown into the catapult and is cast into the fire. And Ruth, airborne, Jibreel, salam, comes, Oh, Khalilullah, what can I do for you? Let's see what they're going to do. He said, أَمَّا إِلَيْكَ فَلَا حَاجَةً for you, Jibreel, you're the archangel. I have no need for you. I already put it to all my talama. Allah will save me. Hasbi Allah. Allah is sufficient for me. Allah is the best one to take care of our affairs. So that's what they do. When they go, they read Salawat. They read the Ruh Sharif and all that. And then they read Surah Yaseen. Ya Allah, do not let the enemy see us. We will come to them from different directions. And Allah Ta'ala gives them victory like that. So my brothers, it's a miracle unfolding in front of us. Remember this type of things here. Next one. Ya your Surah 3, verse number 200. Surah Al-Imran, last verse. Ya your ladina amanu sbiru wa sabiru wa rabitu. You must exercise patience and endurance. You encourage others to do so. And you guard your frontiers and your borders and everything. And that's what they are doing. So remember, the world is amazed. You see the amount of non-Muslims. They say we never ever saw such people in our life. They lost everything. But you ask them, how's everything? They say, Alhamdulillah, Rabbullah. The children are still smiling and so forth. But their parents, family, all finished. Why? Because they understood. Allah Jalla has selected them for the liberation of Palestine. When the Crusaders came, the Christians came, 1099, the Pope and all of them were involved and the enemies were involved. For 88 years, there was occupation there in Beitul Muqaddas in Palestine. No Salat for 88 years in Masjid Al-Aqsa. Then Allah chose who? Allah chose a person who's not an Arab also. He never even saw Makkah, Mukarramah, Madina, Munawara. Salahuddin Ayyubi Al-Kurdi, Saladin the Just. Go read about Saladin and you will understand. The Westerners have written so many books on him. He would not smile. People asked him, Salahuddin, why you don't smile? He said, what is there for me to smile? When our Ardul Mubaraka, our Ardul Muqaddasa, our holy sacred land has become an Ardul Muhtalla occupied territory. Go see, go read there and see all these places with Allah's help. We went to half of them or most of them. 
that you go to Akka, you go to Hittin, you go to Askalan, and all that you must remember. So Salahuddin, Allah gave him such a, you know, intelligence and wisdom, master tactician strategist, and lo and behold, after 88 years occupation, remember it was 27th Rajab, Friday, he climbs on the member, and now Palestine is free. And he's starting a khutbah after 88 years. How do you start the khutbah after 88 years? He started the khutbah on the member of Nuruddin Zanki. Nuruddin Zanki's member made of wood. Not one nail was knocked into it. A masterpiece. When the Jutlas took over Jerusalem and everything in 67, then one Australian Jew came deliberately and he burned that member and the flames went to the ceiling and the Israelis outside, they closed the depths. So more and more portions of Aksamas burnt. Ummah, you know who's got goals. You know who's got centuries. You know all these shaitaniyat. What is going to help us? Learn the history of Aqsa al-Mubarak. Learn the history of Ghazza al-Mubarakah. Learn the history of Mujahideen. What and what they did, you must remember. How they died with death, you must remember this. Salahuddin Ayyubi climbs the member. And what a joyous occasion, Palestine is liberated. He starts the khutbah. The remnants and the relics of the zalims and oppressors all have been cut to shreds and pieces. Remember that. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. And we praise Almighty Allah alone that He gave us this victory. But Allah, this is justice system, a universal plan, a master plan. The zamana that I gave you, this capital I gave you. Some days we are healthy, some days we are sickly, some days we are wealthy, some days we lose so much, business deal and sour. Some days we top of the world, people praise us, and some days they castigate and crucify us. So all this goes on in the worldly life. But you must remember this, if you stand with the truth and justice, then Almighty Allah will always elevate us. And that is what the world is seeing today that these Palestinians, everybody in the Western world, and half the Arab world is also against them, Muslims are against them, Pakistan. Pakistan is supplying arms to Israel clandestinely. Secretly, arms from Pakistan are going to Israel. Can you believe things like that? So you need to understand that what challenges they are facing and so forth. And in the tunnels, they're manufacturing and what and what they are doing and so forth. So only Allah is with them and so forth. Let's carry on. For you who are really interested in reading, I sent it out many times on the groups and people who are following us. So there's one book in Arabic for you, ulama and students and so forth. It's a masterpiece. I consider it to be one of the best books written in the Arabic language. So you must remember that in the light of Quran, this one sheikh came from Palestine, he knew me, I had that passion for Palestine from those days. He said, Sheikh, you must read this book, it's Hadiyah for you. His name is still written there. 
So what the Quran Sharif says about Palestine and how Allah will give us victory. And then you must remember that in English, Jerusalem, the key to world peace. So go and read all this. And then you will see how your iman will be motivated. This incident, this episode, I told you so many times before. But you were not there or you heard it and you forgot it. 92, we were still under apartheid. 15, 16 ulama scholars were invited. So my name came out. I said, Alhamdulillah, Palestine and that. We, had it. we just read it like an ever-ready battery, you know. So we went, mashallah, and they took us so many places there. It was for ulama, actually, uh, like an academic journey, you know, to learn a lot of things. You see with your own eyes, this will happen here, this will happen here, like that. Very interesting. Not like an ordinary tour. So anyway, it was one, two days left for us to come back to South Africa. I was facing Aqsa al-Mubarak. And remember this youngster, eight, nine years old, the under 10 he was, Qa'qa. Even the name of their children they give, you must remember, of Ujahideen. So Kaka was facing me. So I told him, Kaka, tomorrow, day after tomorrow, we're going back to Nubia, Africa. You come with us, we can make some arrangements and so forth. Morning, you can enroll in the school, madrasa and after. Like the system we went through. See, nine-year-old boy gave me an answer. Tears started rolling. He turned around and pointed to Aksa and said, Sheikh, you speaking of your Janubi Africa and South Africa. If I live here, who will protect Majidul Do we ever teach our children? Today we don't give them love. We buy their love. Then we take this other thing and we can waste my time. Otherwise I take this computer and go from here. Take the cell phone and go from here. We don't buy. We don't teach them what is Islam. We increase their love for materialism. That is what we're doing. We're not giving them what Islam says. Understand this. This is a great, great failure on our part. My daughter's birthday, I'm a big shot, I just buy a Ferrari. My son's birthday, I buy a Lamborghini. My daughter getting married, you understand, 10 million, gone 5 million. So now I show her how much I love her. What you did? You just bought her. You didn't give her the love. You didn't give her the direction. Open Tirmidhi Sharif. Oh, parents, the greatest gift you can give your children, grandchildren, is that good character, that good morals, that good orientation. They must know what are the true priorities of life. They'll get tired of all these gadgets after six months, one year. They're tired. They're fed up. They want something else. So that will carry on. We must teach them. Those of you who got the means, I always say this. You must go to Aqsa al-Mubarak. Don't go alone. Take your children with. They are also children. And go and see that some of them, the sadness in their eyes, when I used to go there to Palestine, I used to make sure I go to the Darul Aitam, to the orphanages. And this was a famous sentence of mine. I used to say, Kana khair al-Bashari yatima. The best of Allah's creation was also a yatim. Who? Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alam yajidka yatiman fa'awa. So my brothers, there's so much to talk about Palestine. 
So inshallah, we'll make dua now. We thank all the directors of the various radio stations, our Marcus Sahaba, Haji Muhammad Ikhlas and the capital team, our uh, all the directors of Radio Al-Ansar International, and our directors of Sirius FM, Brother Faisal Asmal, Yusuf Asmal. And yeah, in this masjid, Sufi masjid, we thank our Imam Hafiz Uwais Sufi and the whole Sufi family. Allah reward you, all the trustees of this masjid, all of you. But my one appeal to you, my brothers, simple, we all can do it. Every day read two rakat salat extra. And every day just raise your hands and just make dua. That can be our part of liberation of Aqsa. Salahuddin Ayyubi passes away. If you go to Syria, you go to the Umayyad Masjid. Outside the Umayyad Masjid, he's buried there. The Chancellor of Germany, after many years, he sends a plug and he says, Saladin, we have to tell you that you are a genius. And they put a plug from Germany on the grave of Saladin Salahuddin Ayyubi the man who stood for justice. Al-Fadlu ma shahidat bil Virtue is that, that even your enemies have to bear testimony to it. So that is our Islam. We don't have to compromise. We don't have to go and bootlick anybody. We have the best and we have to share it with the rest. Remember, you see in the morning what happens, that we open the lights with these dark Muslims. And they get crazy sometimes. You like this, you like say, hey, don't come make noise here. This is our Islam, you see. Then sometimes they embrace Islam like that. So that's all I'm asking you. Then go to Aqsa, go with your children, read two rakat salat daily, and raise your hands. Come, we got two, three minutes left. As Azan will go just now. And we make dua, inshallah, for ourselves, for our beautiful country. I'm no politician, but this, we must thank our government, South African government. They pulled off something no country in the world did. So on the 11th and 12th, remember there of this month, January, next week, Thursday, Friday. So in The Hague, Israel will be brought. And they are charged for genocide and everything else. And the world is wondering, South Africa took the initiative and now they are pulling it off. So make dua that we are victorious and they must be charged for war crimes and genocide, ethnic cleansing, and crimes against humanity. Al-Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah, used to say, learn Imam Shafi'i, I'm ending on this. He say, oh, you zalims, don't think you will get away with your impunity. Oh, you victims, don't think your life and your blood went in vain. Everything will happen on the appointed time. Your Allah never ever forgets. Allah never forgets. Allah kilati be Allah will punish when the time comes. Remember this. So Israel is on the way out, and I told the Jutlas, pack up to get your second passport. Already one million took our advice, and they ran away already. More Jutlas will live, inshallah. Let's make dua, inshallah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya wa mursaleen. Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasanatan wa fil akhirati hasanatan wa qinada bannar.
علامہ عز الاسلام اور مسلمین اللہ منصور الاسلام اور مسلمین اللہ منصور المجاہدین فی کل مکان اللہ معالیک بالیہودی ظالمین المحتلین الغاصبین الملعونین یا رب العالمین اللہم اجدد وطعتکا علی جیوش الاسرائیلیین والا جیوش امریکیین والا جیوش اعداء الدین اللہ معرنا عجائب قدرتک اللہ معاحصیم عددا وقتلہم بددا ولا تبک منہم احدا اللہ معرنا عجائب قدرتک فإنہم لا یوجزونک اللہم علیک بہم یا رب العالمین اللہ مسلط علیہم قلبا من کلابک یا قوی یا عزیز اللہم منزل الكتاب ومجري الصحاب وسريع الحساب وحازم الأحزاب اهزمهم يا رب العالمين اهزم اليهود يا رب العالمين قال الله تعالى في شان حبيبي إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم يا الله وبرادرز محمد سليم أسمال وتعود منلين وهول تيم يا الله اكسب أسويا دين يا الله اللهم استخدمنا لخدمة دينك في شؤون كلها في العالم كله يا رب العالمين اللهم في مرضانا مرض المسلمين ورحم موتا نموت المسلمين اللهم تقبل شهداءهم اللهم عافي جرحاهم وفي مرضاهم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وارنا مناسكنا وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم رب جلني مقيم الصلاة ومن ذريتي ربنا وتقبل دعاء ربنا اغفر لي ولوالدي وللمؤمنين يوم يقوم الحساب سبحان ربك رب العزة ما يصفون وسلام المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين آمين